All right, folks, the Big Go Boat Wrestling Podcast coming to you early this week because it's Thanksgiving. So, of course, we're going to be uh, with our family and friends and eating good food. So we didn't want to interrupt uh, your lovely Thanksgiving plan. So we decided to drop some content for you all a little bit early. So, yeah, today we're going to be talking, uh, yeah, that thing that happened this past weekend. That's right. Full gear. Um, And then, oh, there's a thing that's happening this weekend. Uh, What's that called? Survivor Series. Yeah, we got a lot of conversation about the two of those and more. So we'll be back to you in a second. Let's get into it, folks. What's up, good people, and welcome back for another episode of the Bingo Belt Wrestling Podcast. Will, myself, and Jamal here, the trio that's going to be talking uh, all things Full Gear, all things Survivor Series this week with an early episode so that you, on your way to wherever you're going to be spending your Thanksgiving, uh, got some entertainment to listen to. Uh, but yeah, before we get into it, gentlemen, how are you doing today? Pretty I'm good, pretty ready. good. I'm ready for some turkey. It's coming. Negative. (laughs) Negative. And and on that note, too, uh, because I don't like turkey, so I should have started that out there. What is the the one specific uh, portion of your meal that must be there each and every Thanksgiving? What is that thing that must be there for you all? Hmm. It depends who's cooking. (laughs) That's That's, that's very true. That's That's very true. (laughs) But the short answer to that question is uh, uh, Swedish meatballs. Oh yeah, sucker for them. Absolutely, absolutely. That's it's funny a different one. Okay. Absolutely, me for sure, for sure. And if I didn't pick that, it would be uh, it would be honey baked ham. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna go with a side. I'm gonna go green bean casserole. You you would. I love. Yeah, you. you I would. like. <laughs> As a kid, I didn't like it. That's one that I, I came around on in recent years. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, before we get into tonight's episode, uh, Will and I, we have a review uh, completely relevant to uh, all things wrestling um, of the docuseries uh, Dangerous Breed, uh, Crime, Cons, Cats, a.k.a. the Teddy Hart docuseries, but also, as I label it, as the Unsolved Mysteries episode of Samantha Fittler. Um, so that's available on the YouTube channel right now. Uh, we dive into partial non-spoiler. The other um, have a uh, spoiler talk. Uh, there's a lot of different things kind of happening in this uh, docuseries. But the biggest thing as we use this platform, the podcast as well, is the highlight is that um, this is a moment to not glorify Teddy Hart because no, that's not happening. But this is uh, to bring uh 
a bigger and better reach outside the wrestling community and to someone who was involved in the wrestling community um exposure to this missing persons case uh samantha fittler a, a canadian native uh indigenous woman uh, from the cree tribe um has been missing since her time in florida with teddy hart and this documentary definitely uh, sheds light into who she is um you know uh you know exposure into her family uh when she first met teddy hart um and then all bit of the information that they currently have in terms of uh her disappearance uh but they need a lot more help she's a mother of three uh she's been missing for years now um and there's it's it's, it's essentially a cold case uh and you have florida basically saying oh we're not going to put our hands on this and you have Canada was also saying it didn't happen here. We're not going to put our hands on this. So now it's in the hands of the people. And hopefully uh, this docu-series uh, sheds light on that. And on the other half, two uh, survivors of the very, I can't even think of a sick enough word for the type of person Teddy Hart is, but you have survivor uh, stories such as from Machiko, um, his ex-wife and his uh, partner uh, really shedding light into uh, their time with him and uh, a really courageous thing for them to do this and 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 but truly selfless to help others who may be experiencing the same thing whether it's Teddy Hart or just anybody else out there that's a predator so uh, it's, it's a it's to, to say all this it's worth watching take your because I did see this narrative going around saying like oh if you watch this like I'm gonna judge you because you're glorifying Teddy Hart which is just completely silly um and you know i want to make sure we take our time on this platform to make sure that we uh tell folks to watch it all for the right reason will you want to add anything on that no i I think you nailed it the key thing is raising the platform and spotlight that is on samantha fiddler's case since that's essentially the, the good that can come out of this whole thing at this point is regardless of what you think of the story, regardless of what you think of Teddy Hart, ain't nobody glorifying him. The, the one good that can come out of this is hopefully giving her family some answers and hopefully the best possible scenario is some closure. So yeah. hopefully someone out there knows something and maybe yeah. this platform on Peacock will lead to something that hasn't happened for years now. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, turning to Jamal now. Uh, Jamal uh, representing the Big O Belt Media um, at um, AW Full Gear in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, quickly asking before we get into the specifics of the show, uh, how was your time there? Did you enjoy it? Um, you know, just just what was the energy like in the building? Um, you know, I already know commuting stuff is always going to be what it is. But yeah, once you once you got your 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 your, your hind parts in the seat. Uh, how was it? So there, there are two parts to that. Um, Full Gear was at the Prudential Center in downtown Newark uh, last uh, Saturday. They had Rampage and a very a pretty long episode of Dark, which will premiere in about five minutes uh, on Friday night. So very excited about Dark. Eh, Rampage happened too. But uh, Full Gear was the thing, and, and they had the show that started at 8. That went until midnight, I believe. Um, I left at 11:25. As soon as as soon as uh, the MJF promo started, gone. And the great thing about it is, is that I was in my hotel room about 10 minutes later. Easy, uh, couldn't be easier. I like the Prudential Center. I've been there many times. I'm a Devils fan, so I know the building well. Um, it's a, you know it's a good place to see a lot of things. 
and people don't really say a lot of that about Newark in general being a place to be to see a thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you had to go somewhere to, to see an event, Prudential Center ain't bad. With that said, though, the show itself. I don't know about you guys, and I don't know how it translated on TV, but I thought it was a really weird show. So first order of business. Eddie Kingston has his uh, dream match on the pre-show, right? Right. Did they really explain? Did they explain why that's a dream match? Because did they ever? That's that's not the question I asked. Did they explain on the pre-show why it was a dream match? Did they add any context to it? Because Kingston no. cut a promo, and if you don't know the names that he's talking about, you were lost, and a lot of yeah. the crowd was lost. Yeah. Again, that's that's not uncommon for them. <laughs> so if you're not a 90s all japan tape collector dude junakiyama that name doesn't ring a bell to, to i think to modern fans right and which was really disheartening because on rampage you know there was a lot of the match which was fine uh the the tag match between kingston and ortiz and Takeshita and, and akiyama uh was fine but it was just a lot of who are they and why am i watching there really wasn't a heel face dynamic because you know there's no reason to boo anybody but a lot of the crowd was just okay well this is happening and that's really unfortunate not because i'm sympathetic to kingston at all i don't like him but if this is his dream match i wish the match had more substance behind it and that leads into the pay-per-view itself um jungle war match is fine uh the tag the six-man tag was great um cargo was fine you had um, the six-man tag, right? Mm -hmm. Did they announce beforehand that that was match number one in a best-of-seven series? No. no. That got announced no. after. So that got announced <laughs> after. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw that in the arena on, on the graphic for Dynamite you know, for next week, and I'm thinking, well, that kind of just negates the match that we saw because if it's the best-of-seven – and Death Triangle lost, it would have been confusing when they walked away with the belts. Listen, so can, let's can, let's talk about this just for a second here. Because like I I I completely everything you're saying, I thought about it for a while and then I cared, then I stopped caring. Because like that's part of it too. I mean the crowd was into the match, but didn't really care about anything before or after. I, and then I if just, you took a minute to stop and think about it, you go. Well, they really, they really fucked this up, didn't they? Because even if Death Triangle wins, it's a best of seven. All of a sudden, over the course of the next like eight weeks until January, middle of January, and it's and it's like, well, this match right now doesn't matter. It's literally match number one. The context yeah. is completely different once you it's, add the best of seven step. And, and again, it just all comes down. To, it's a couple of questions I want to ask here because I didn't even think we was going to talk about any of this. But the fact that they did win the championship. And then it was initially stripped. If you win a if you win a, a, a boxing fight, but you are disqualified afterwards or, or, or suspended or anything, that match that win all of a sudden becomes a a, 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 a na not an na uh, um no contest a no contest. Thank you. Right. So the fact that when they came out and they said they were the inaugural champions, I said, oh, that's interesting. Okay. So that means that they honor the fact that they won and, and was stripped instead of they won and stripped and that win no longer counts because that's it's void. Wrestling. I mean, it's not surprising for anything with Tony Khan because now it's just clear that it's so much favoritism. 
towards the elite and towards, you know, the Bucks and and Omega and now because I, again, I'm not a I'm not a CM Punk fan, but why when you hear about what happened with the two of them or with the, the group of them, it all made it seem like CM Punk caused everything. He was on mic running his mouth, cool. But that doesn't mean you get to go put hands on anybody. That does not give you the right to go put hands on anybody. But it makes it seem like, oh, he started this, he got jumped, and then he got out. He's the problem in it. By the way, we're going to reward the folks that did this. <laughs> give them a match right back in here, which we talked about last week. How all of a sudden they're just right back in the top slot. And then it's like, oh, okay, cool. We know they're going to give them the championship. They did not win. So cool. We didn't get the predictable outcome that we thought. And then it's like, but don't worry, guys. Don't care about this one because we got you back. They got they got six more chance or essentially four more chances, uh, six to seven more matches potentially for them to get it back. They're drawing this all out just to give them back the belts. And it's just it's hard to invest when it feels like so much bias and favoritism towards them. It's it it I don't know. It just again, it's like who's Tony Khan's best friend this week is what it feels like to me. Well, I think part of the problem is, and, you know, looking at that in hindsight, because that's the first thing I immediately said when I saw that it was a best of seven series. And I said, well, what did we waste? Uh, and I'm looking at the match times now. What did we waste 19 minutes on that? <laughs> because, I mean, be, and the match was fine. If you haven't seen the match, it's good. Go yeah. watch it. It doesn't matter, though, because if you think that you're getting a tag team uh, or a six-man tag championship match and you're invested in every fall like the crowd was it and then in hindsight bait and switch shell game it literally doesn't matter because uh uh-oh they gotta do it they gotta win four more times no it's it's literally i thought you were about to say it's literally the hunger games where it's just like oh katniss won it this time oh by the way (laughs) since you won it next year you also gotta defend it so once again you're back in the hunger games we're gonna run it back and not run it back once, we're going to run it back at least four more times, if Which not more. It's a it different problem because now that means that there isn't another six-man champion that's going to get a shot because they're doing this bullshit until January. <laughs> Holding pattern through the end of the year now. So that that, it's, it, it, that's <laughs> I was in my seat in Newark on the floor in a harumph because I'm there and they won. <laughs> People are like, yo, what the, what's wrong with this guy? This guy's insane. It doesn't even make sense. It's like, I said, none of this shit matters. It's best of seven now. They got to do it four more times. Yeah. So when do you do it? Well, match number seven is, is Los Angeles at the Forum. Big show out west. No way they don't go there. No way, no that way doesn't they don't have. There. No way they don't have, you know. The Bucks in, in the basically home of the in Lakers. their hometown. It, basically no, right from their hometown. Close no way by. they don't have that. so then it says if necessary and then the whole time i'm thinking okay wait a minute match number seven is in los angeles the hometown of the bucks in the first show since the second show ever in that building huh well ain't that a bitch now obviously (laughs) a death triangle could could sweep them it doesn't make sense to i know i know don't get me wrong i understand those eyebrows say what I'm about to say. But, you know, <laughs> Let me check I, the hope biggest, the, I hope Death Triangle wins in six. But realistically, they're setting them up, the Bucks up for an L.A. surprise. And it just doesn't make any sense. Not because it shouldn't happen. Okay, fine, whatever. Punk did this, whatever, whatever that is. To give them back the belts. They never really lost it. Blah, blah, blah. They were stripped. All right, cool. My problem is that there is there are other teams that they could nurture, they could cultivate, and they're not because they're going to wait until the middle of January 
literally January 11th to um, to have to blow off this series and get somebody else in there. Because what's the point of the series if Death Triangle ain't the champions by next January or by, you know, in, in six weeks? So that was my first that was my first gripe. The second thing, and it's kind of a similar deal that just literally doesn't make sense. Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. So Damien, hello. Uh, hello, you know, hello. Good to see you. Uh, Jamie Hayter versus Tommy Storm. Interim, 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 interim. None of it, it doesn't matter. I mean, like, right. who's the champion? Rose is the champion. Jamie Hayter's the champion. Interim, interim, interim. It, it just takes all of the wind out of the sails, all of the um, uh, the surprise, you know, out of, you know, out of it. And it's just kind of like, ah, damn. This is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was wondering about that because now essentially, am I, am I reading this right? Was Tony Storm now on the official record books? Was she never champion now? Because <laughs> the whole time it was interim. So does that not count as a title reign? Asterisk. 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 Yeah, technically it does because in Earth 636, uh, <laughs> you have Thunder Rosa as the champion. <laughs> Can and I, then oh, in the multiverse, you have Tony Stolman was <laughs> a champion, and then something happens. Thanos did a thing, and now Jamie Hayter's a champion. So yeah, it is. Let's, what it is. let's let's ask let's let's ask my the the first initial question and topic for tonight is, uh, and this is a two parter of this question is: Did they make the right decision in the title change here for the women's uh, championship? Was was Jamie Hayter? Uh, the right decision here. And yes, it's easy to say what I know Damien's going to say because he said it last week. But from what everything that Will just said doesn't make sense now because now it seems like the books are a little cooked. Like, there's no telling what the record books is really going to say at this point. But the problem with that question is it doesn't even matter because interim. Right. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I want to answer that question and go like, yeah, this is the thing because Jamie Hayter's been hot. She's done the work. It's actually long overdue. Sorry, Tony Storm, but you know they really shouldn't have done that in the first place. But fuck all that, because the elephant in the room is wearing a halter top that says interim on it, and right. you can't ignore that. So that's yeah, that's the unfortunate bit about it. The the interim the interim asterisk hanging over all of this undercuts all of it. Should Jamie Hayward be champ? Absolutely, she's a hot commodity right now. That is the problem. The problem is there's a cloud over her head now that says intern that we discussed last week. It right. just this. I think if this scenario they've gone through with this women's title for the last couple months doesn't once and for all just end this intern business. Like I don't know what it's gonna take because it honestly, Jamie's stuff's undercut now. Tony Storm's title reigns undercut now. It's like everyone's got this huge asterisk next to them. That's like, well, you're a champ, but you're not a champ. You know. Now let me let me let me, this real quick. let me let me show you real quick quick. Did the title change happen because of Tony Storm's criticism of the way it's been handled? No, and if I it mean, is, I mean that's come. I mean, I you know what. And don't get me wrong, she, the criticism is valid, but it is. As, we've, as we've seen, as we're talking about, hey, if you don't want it, you don't have to have it. We'll give it to her. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I'm mixed feelings about that. But I will say that this easily could have been mitigated if Rosa would have came out, officially crowned the champion, the champ, 
and then come back and say, listen, I never really lost it. Put them in a triple threat. And now you no, care no, no, about no. all three That's of seven them. Series. That's the way to do it now. <laughs> no, nah, it's women. So it's best of best of best of five. Best of five. <laughs> yeah, they don't get seven. Stop it. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's the easy way to do it because the triple way between the three of them, um, you, you got three different people you care about. You care about Tony Storm and her fraudulent title reign. You got the hot commodity and Jamie Hayter. Then you got the whole I never lost it thing. And I think it works. And you care about all three. But they're they're they're, they're definitely going to go down that route because they're going to have the rematch for here. And then some point, Rose is going to be clear and say, hey, I'm doing a title match as well, too. And they're just going to throw them all together. I just think it doesn't have the emotional connection that it should because of this interim thing. And I'd be damned that whoever wins that match, if they hold two belts, I'm completely going to be. Oh, what, what did you say you were when you were uh, when the best of seven got announced, Jamal, <laughs> at the arena? Because that's oh, what I, I was be. struck. I mean, yeah. it, it didn't. <laughs> he was in a harumph. It was yeah, a harumph. Was a harumph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be me. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. And again, I, I know it's easy for us to be podcasters and sit back and talk about what we would do and what we wouldn't do. But I mean, like, if I had all the money in the world, because obviously, you know, that's always the bragging thing. I would surround myself around folks saying, what should I do here? If I don't know the knowledge to how I should handle it, there's enough brain power across the board that everybody should be telling you, like, this is not the way to go. You again, this whole interim thing has not worked and 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 honestly and honestly when you had to do the same thing with the men's division you actually handle it in way better taste and this one you're just kind of like band-aid 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 oh well, it's bleeding again whoops how long should the interim i mean don't get me wrong 30 days before too. 30 um days. they should they should ban the interim thing it should never be a thing again but now that we've gone days. down this hole you say 30 days damien I say no more than 60. So any time up to 60. I think 60 is the sweet spot. I like 60. I'm going mean, to 30... the difference to say 45. Because that's a like quarter. The disabled list, like in baseball. Yeah. 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 And oh, thir- yeah. 30 days is what? You got, you got. Uh, but that's four shows. Two. Yeah. No, you got eight shows considering d- dark. I mean, uh, yeah. Considering uh, Rampage. Count Rampage, sure. Rampage. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. yeah Same show. But <laughs> not really, though. But yeah, I mean, it's. So it's technically a show, you know. It's their, it's their secondary show. I mean, yeah, you have eight shows, and again, injuries happen. It's wrestling. I mean, again, this is not unfamiliar territory for when folks got injured and the next person had to step up. If your champion gets hurt, the next person steps well, up. It's like it's like no, what happened with Finn in WWE. You know, when they stripped him when he of the Universal Title the night after because of his separated shoulder. Now, how much of this actually is TK trying to? Not be like WWE and do like the 30 day, 60 day nope. because they want to be the counter, nope. the countermeasure. It's all, I think it's all favoritism. I think he is the people that he is just like friends with that he's not doing the business decision, but he's doing the friendship uh, decision. Because the reason I say that and I kind of say that with confidence goes back to Rose to the Top, where Ricky Stark said when he got hurt, he literally cried, not because of his injury. He cried because he knew his relevance was done. He knew once you're done and once you're injured, you're off the shelf and you're not going to get looks anymore. I'm starting to think that that sort of mentality must go across the board in there. And the moment that a champ is hurt and you're no longer the champ, they probably think like, oh, what am I going to do when I come back? I'm not the champ. I'm not a relevant. I'm not relevant no more. And that's Tony Conway of mitigating that by saying, no, you'll still be the champ. 
And when you come back, we'll insert you right back into the picture because you're the champ. Instead of it just being the next person up and that person coming back, working their way back up. Again, the redemption story is easily the 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 most the the most lateral story across all mediums of getting yourself over. It is technically the American dream of the person who rebuilt themselves back up to get to the top. I'd be damned. I don't wish injury on nobody, but for whatever reason, if somebody got injured, you absolutely got the biggest pop of your life waiting if it's handled correctly. The folks who return at the Royal Rumbles, the money in the banks, the, all those sorts of different things, people care because you're back and you're healthy and it works. Bailey is a prime example of it. Edge is a prime example of it. One of the most iconic. John Cena is a prime example of it. This shit just works. That's not fair, though. That's not a fair comparison because we're comparing Ricky Starks to John Cena. No, that's- but I'm saying, though, when you're champions, the people that's on the top of the pinnacle, they could come back and do it. And hell, you can say that, but I can say Jenna Mahal came back and it was a big damn deal. And everybody was like, oh, and he inserted himself in a way that made sense. So... Right, but but I also think and and but, so to that point, uh, Darius uh, Martin came back, and it was just kind of a oh no he's back oh he's, he's here six yeah. man with AR Fox mm-hmm. that happened <laughs> okay cool Death don't have a match man, and man. it was a fantastic match and I'm glad AR Fox got signed God damn it signed that man immediately but that match should have been more it should have meant more that team is infinitely better not because Sadell is bad but because AR Fox is a legend but oh yeah no I have a match on Rampage cool. Yeah. What? So, so that's the thing. The last thing with the AEW review, uh, because I think the theme is that there's a lot of context that was missing from the storytelling, which is a thing that shouldn't happen when it's the end of all storytelling. It's the pay per view. <laughs> Everything blows off. So, so the last thing is, um, and I have, a, I, have a, I can pick the pay per view apart for hours. Uh, why doesn't AEW believe in Ricky Starks? Because there's no way in the hell he's beaten uh, Ethan Page. You know, why uh, in the world did Dan Housen take 25 years to come out uh, just to do his teeth spot? It doesn't make any they sense. Knew you were there. Why in the hell was that not a DQ? It's not a triple threat. It's a it's a tag. DQ him. Oh, oops. But there's teeth all over the ring because, you know, we're going to let that go. Um, <laughs> it, it's just dumb. Uh, but the last thing, of course, is uh, Max Friedman and Jonathan Moxley for the um, AEW championship. Uh, that was the longest match of the night. It went 23 minutes and change. The second longest was the four-way uh, dance between the uh, Ring of Honor uh, champions. Um, Jericho winning that one. And that was the only match, only two matches over 20 minutes. Um, the six-man came close, and the uh, steel cage came close, and the tag regular tag match came close. I uh, forgot about the tag match because we're not talking about the acclaim anymore. We're talking about the fact that uh, Swerve turned on or Keith Lee turned on Swerve and Swerve turned on Keith Lee. It kind of buries the acclaim's win and takes the the heat off of you sure? uh, this, the win out of it. Yeah, because I'm, because the bigger story is what will they do next? How will they go forward? Right. Because we know that the acclaim is just going to is is the champion. They don't have. I mean, it's cool. Good on I mean, the 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 match was doomed before it happened. It was going to be a good wrestling match, and then that was it. I mean, so why did we watch nineteen minutes times. of it then? Yep, it happened three times, and at this point, or is it four times? It happened at Grand Slam. I think you were there for that one. Yep. That's the one they wanted. They yep. had the rematch after that. No, no, they lost before that. Then Grand Slam. Then they had it again. I think something else. And is this the fourth time? I think. I want to say it's the third, but fourth could. Yeah, exist. I believe it's the third, and and I think a lot of it is the, the law of diminishing returns. It's like okay, the acclaim won, 
and we're, they want to set that up with, you know, FTR and who cares? You, we knew that uh, Strickland and Lee were not going to win unless, right. you know, but that's my point that. is that the bigger deal is not sw- uh, the champs retaining. It's now right. it's the bigger story, right? That's mm-hmm. the bigger story, which is unfortunate yes. to the acclaim. But the biggest thing is about uh, MJF and, and Moxley doing their thing. Now, the elephant in the room is where is Pacman has his bags packed and he has a ticket to Tahiti for Moxley, who's going on a, on a vacation after the match. We know that he's losing. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. People still needed to see the match. And 23 minutes later, the inevitable happened because shenanigans. Weird. Now, the question is, why them? Like, if you knew what this was, why? And I don't understand why they waited so long to bring Friedman back. You knew that he was coming. Why did they wait so long to bring him back? Why did Moxley have to postpone his vacation, which is which was the thing? Uh, for him to go on this, uh, you know, last minute title run when everything got mucked up after All Out, does a, does Khan not have any belief in anybody else on the top of the card to carry the mantle after Moxley or Freeman? And the answer is a resounding no. Mm-hmm. And the, the fact that that doesn't ring alarm bells and actual AEW fans is astounding. What vacation are y'all talking about? Like a literal vacation? Yeah, literal yeah no, vacation. yeah, he was supposed to go on yeah. actual vacation. <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to take t- he was supposed to take time off and lose the belt back in like all out or, or whatever that was, what, whatever the thing was. But um, he was supposed to take time off a while ago. Got, that didn't got, happen because of the CM Punk stuff. Got he, extended. Yeah, he, so that got extended until you know this week. No, no, he got a contract extension after this. But whatever, I mean, that, but that's that's relevant to the fact that he was still going to yeah. take off. But he was supposed to he was supposed to drop the belt to Punk and go away. He was supposed to go on yes. vacation. And then Punk was supposed to drop the belt to MJF. That was the original plan. Yeah. So the long and short of it is, is that now that we know that that it's what it is, and we we finally got there, kicking and screaming after all that it's said and done, (laughs) is is there literally nobody that Bukan believes in in the back that could handle the that could carry the mantle? Other, but they instead of having Moxley extend his um, tenure and not take time off, that is. A, that is a Tell huge mm-hmm. yeah. red flag for me you, about you know what how I think he actually the, feels about the clock room. Do you know how I think the problem is there with this problem he's run into is I think Hangman was in that position and he got hurt and had to go away. And the other guy who was probably in that rotation he was looking at for coming up next was Adam Cole. And once again, he's hurt and he isn't around. So you take the two of them out of the picture who you got like a, Brian Danielson, maybe, and, hell, and you're he not going to use Brian Danielson for a, a, a transitional in this situation. I don't yeah. think. And he's openly talking about this week that he's slowing down and he's not looking to do as much. So, yeah. I think the obvious people were probably Hangman and Cole, and it's, it goes back to the injury bug that he's sitting here like the pieces he wants to use aren't on the table right now. So then, what does that mean for the future? Because if your death chart is only two or three players deep before you go, nope. Okay. Yeah. You know, the, the, what are we the, talking about? The depth well, chart I, I, is fine. It's the idea that you got to get away. Yes, you got to go back to your homegrown talent and build them up. I mean, is this why Warlow dropped the title? Are you now taking a look at him and say he could be within yes. that picture? I, I I'm sure, so. I think yeah. yes. I think I think the answer is yes. But Warlow's not the only person, though. It just, I think that when you talk about uh, names Powerhouse, I think he also is somebody... Mm-hmm. Just a tad bit more investment. Boom, you could do it. You have Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. I'll, keep, we, I'll say Ricky Starks about, every single week. Jack Perry. <laughs> we talked about this last week. What did we want to see coming out of this pay-per-view is for them to move on 
into some new people in mm-hmm. new positions and elevate some new people up after full gear. So here we are, AEW. This is the time. Get some new people in that top mix because it's been the same about dozen faces for a while now. We don't need no Jericho again. We Moxley done it. You just let him go on vacation. You got MJF in there now. You got people that are injured, so it can't be them. Get a good three or four new faces in this mix. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Last question. Let's get to half here. So did they make the right decision on the title change here? Yes. Uh, I mean, I mean, my bias aside. Yeah, my my bias aside is if if this is what it is, it honestly doesn't matter um, because you're I don't know what what Friedman brings to the table that Moxley doesn't. You know, they have their fans. Um, you know, they're at that same, you know, level. So it's like shitting in your left hand and put it in your right pocket. <laughs> Will? <laughs> I think given the circumstances, the way the punk thing blew up, because hell, who knows if he was punk was going to drop it this quick. That's the other name we're forgetting. How much was CM Punk going to be their big main eventer for the months ahead if the, everything hadn't gone sideways with him? I think if anything, the big, the key thing here is to move on from all of that mess so hell, they did it, and now they need new people in the mix. So wash your hands of the past couple months from brawl out to full gear. It's time to close the book on that chapter and move the hell on. So right. how they do it, I don't know, but it's it's beyond time to do it. Mm. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back second half. We got some. Uh, we got any spotlight. Probably got some news, and then yeah, we'll we'll talk about um, Survivor Series War Games. Uh, that should be an interesting card. Uh, probably uh, less problematic than what we just discussed now, but we'll yeah. see. Anyway, we'll be back in a second, folks. If you're looking to expand your podcast reach, your website reach, as well as your social media branding, visit BigGoldBelt.com for sponsorship and advertising opportunities. Big Gold Belt Media is the golden standard for all of your media needs. We offer pre-roll and mid-roll ad spots, on-air host reads done by yours truly, Damien G, on audio as well as video platforms. For inquiries, please email BigGoldBeltGroup at gmail.com for more information. Again, that's BigGoldBeltGroup at gmail.com for your inquiries for your business. Big Gold Belt Media, wrestling, movie, comics, and more. The Golden Standard. All right, folks. Yeah, get those... uh advertisement inquiries in uh, holler at us um all things bigobelt.com social medias emails all that other good stuff will get you hooked up um but anyway it's time to shift to uh the segment we do each and every week after our break and that's the indie spotlight so i know it's thanksgiving weekend but there's still wrestling going down we have a current spotlight still running um but again more wrestling to talk about so jamal what we got this week yeah, I want to look a little bit further into the future, into December. Uh, December 10th is Deadlock Pro Wrestling. It's the first anniversary, and I want to get this out early because it is, you know, it, number one, it's the first anniversary, and arguably, they've been a top five promotion from the jump. You know, they had a hell of a year, and I'm glad that they're able to, A, keep going, and B, continue at the level that they've been uh, working it with. So Deadlock Pro, DPW, first anniversary show, uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and that's uh, December 10th at the uh, Winston-Salem Fairgrounds, the uh, Home and Garden Building specifically, uh, 421 27th Street Northwest in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. That's the VIP doors open at 6. 
Show starts at seven. Uh, your doors and pre-show uh, for the general admission start at let's say open at six thirty. So tickets are about thirty-five dollars. You can get them from deadlockpro.com/tickets. That'll link you over to Ticketmaster. Uh, you can catch them at Deadlock Pro on the Twitter machine if you have any questions, comments, and concerns about the show. Um, the big thing that I'm looking forward to seeing is uh, to catch the uh, continuing his uh, U.S. run. Uh, he's been on a hell of a run. Um, Emmy Sakura versus Rachel Rose uh, was just announced recently. Um, so Deadlock Pro, their first anniversary show, December 10th in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, the VIP doors open at 6. Uh, but the commoners can get in there at 6.30. Show starts at 7.00. Um, that's Deadlock Pro tickets dot deadlockpro.com slash tickets. And that's the indie spotlight for this week. Go watch some wrestling, folks. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I want to bring up something really quickly uh, because it's really not a topic, but something that kind of hit the the news outlets a little bit here uh, because we are talking to AEW. And I, 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 again, I still think that one of their biggest talents on their roster is Jay Cargill, who comes out again, killing it. Uh, with another uh, tribute to a classic here uh, with her gear. Uh, we went Mortal Kombat now, and now we're going um, Thundercats this time. Uh, I know that had to make Damien really happy, our you retro cartoon did. watcher there. Uh, She's going to come out to Ultimate Prime next time. <laughs> Maybe that would get me on the cargo bandwagon if she comes out, transforms into Optimus Prime. I don't know. <laughs> Starscream! I, I would lose my mind. She came out. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, apparently because I told Damien that Bow Wow's a big deal at the Millennial Tour because that whole line was stacked and you can say whatever you want. And I think people are paying $1,000 uh, for a picture and whatever with him and you can do whatever you want. It's pretty wild, but whatever. Um, J. Cargill gate the jesus jay cargill and the baddies roll up to his sign in his meet and greet and uh not sure if it was a work or shoot i'm not sure what everything it was, was a work but it, it listen tmz everybody picked it up um i just i'm just curious to know what you all thought about this video um something that we've seen recently obviously with uh who was it with? Uh, with uh, Darby Allen and who was he in the hot topic with? Uh, was it Brody King? It was Brody King? Brody King, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so like, yeah, was sort of the yeah. same feel, but it didn't get the big attention. You got the wrestling out. That's it it like probably that. did in certain circles that I'm not allowed in. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm just wondering what's your thoughts about Jade. Um, using the tactic that we've said in the past, you know, something that Becky Lynch even used, when you use the power of social media to really get yourself over or really draw more attention to you, somebody who's already hot using this tactic, uh, to me, uh, truly going outside of the the wrestling world reach uh, here by reaching all the major outlets again, as I mentioned, TMZ and the shade room all that other stuff but it's just curious to know what was your all thoughts about that was it necessary did you like it were you just kind of mad about it what's your thoughts reactions shall i say all right here's where i don't care uh there it is <laughs> i'm it's it, jay again uses uh something organic uh, um, uh, just creates this moment online and gets people talking she did it with the baddies originally uh, getting the community online on, on various points of social media and intersecting with them, getting them to shows and doing something that AEW Heels has never really failed to do on a public level. And that's get real people in front of the camera. 
What's still around? <laughs> oh yeah. Fifty bucks a year, man. I ain't going nowhere. Jeez. So, but it is what it is, though. Now, and good on her for doing that. They turned mm-hmm. the baddies into a gimmick, and now that that is what it is too. Bow Wow's not fighting Jade on TV. Jade isn't kicking the shit out of him at a show. Where does this go? I don't care. <laughs> Bow Wow's gonna take a bump. Bow Wow's absolutely gonna take a bump. He ain't gonna take a bump from Jade. He's absolutely not taking a bump. Why wouldn't he? He'll take the pump kick and that'd be the end of it. Oh, please. That's all you need social media to call him a, you know, a, a punk ass whatever just because he caught the pump kick from a girl. You know this already. Right. <laughs> listen, listen, this would be clear. Bow Wow has already been slandered for the gimmick of living living the lie. You know, the 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 the, the fake stunt now here. Yeah, the, fa- the fake living the lie. But that only yeah. resonates within a particular circle though. This is more mainstream. Um I'm and getting called a bitch at the barbershop is not is definitely different than getting called a bitch on CNN. I'm, I'm gonna say pop culture is absolutely way bigger than wrestling. The fact that he's definitely hip hop royalty and he was out here Royal falsifying his life. Go ahead. Is he not? No. no. <laughs> there's not a name there's not a name that doesn't know who he is. You can you can say whatever you want. Our age bracket, sure, but all the young folk coming up are gonna be like, who the fuck is this guy? Again, the millennial tour is a thing that's happening and it's selling. I because mean, we have disposable income. College kids don't. <laughs> Either way, you however you want to look at it. I, I think that like he'll definitely take a bump. He'll do anything to get some attention. That's this the bottom line of he'll it. He'll take work the bump from Jade's husband. Brandon Phillips is probably gonna make a run in and just knock Bow Wow the fuck out. And if the show's in Cincinnati, I want to see it. Because <laughs> yep. he's he's like a god there, so it's fine. So does this help Jade? Long story short. Yes, because it does generate a little bit of mainstream buzz. And, and a lot of people have talked about the fact that she eventually will not need wrestling and go the, go the route of Much superstar status elsewhere. Much uh, sooner than anybody else on that roster. Correct. <laughs> and, and to be quite honest, this gets more eyes on AEW more than anything John Moxley could have done, to be quite frank. Because anyone else on the men's roster could have gotten that much buzz on social media. Look, I may be the grumpy old dude that says back in my day we didn't do this, but it's working. And she's using it to perfection. I wish more AEW male talents (laughs) would jump on this, but she caught something. She caught fire with the baddie section that came to an actual gimmick. She dresses in cosplay every pay-per-view. So she's a star. As much as I don't want to admit it, she is a star. So this does help her in the mainstream. Helps AEW a little bit. Nobody still cares about Bow Wow. I'm sorry. So no. You know. You know what? I think, hey, now hold on, real quick. AEW's coming to Lexington, Kentucky, sooner than later. Yeah, Cornell on the phone. No, 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 no. Guess who owns the Lexington Legends baseball team? Brandon Phillips. Yup. <laughs> Also, Bow Wow's from Ohio, too. I just thought Columbus. about that. Uh, yeah, Columbus. Um, so, I think they're... I don't think they're coming to Columbus, actually. Either way, I'm just saying, when you said Brandon Phillips, it hit me that they're going to Lexington sooner than later, like within the next month. So, does this angle have legs? No. It has shorter a than mo- Bow Wow. And listen, it has a moment because if you've been watching... Dynamite for the last couple of months. I mean, they even threw Cobra Kai in there, and was it necessary? Well, Hell no! But that, it worked, and that's that's what it's going to end up as. Though it's going to end up as a quick social media moment where people be like, "Oh, look at this!" 
But then that's it. That's all it is. It's a that's quick it. look at this moment. And that's all it is. I think it's smart for Jade in that it's something to add to her other than this darn title reign because the title reign's getting old. Lord knows that match oh, with man. Nyla, the, most of the talk was like, hopefully she's going to lose it. And that didn't happen. So I think she needed something else, some other kind of sizzle to add to her to sp- spruce things up some. But I can't see it in the end being more than like, you know, this is your quick little latest TMZ hit. It'll be something for like a day or two. Yeah. But that's, that's it, it, it don't it hurt is. to try. So that's all it is. We'll TMZ. see. Listen, the retention rate for something going viral is much smaller than it used to be. You know, like when my man slapped that person on the bus or the train in, in New York. Yeah, that's that was it. like it's it's not like unique enough to that's just it. It's not unique enough to like have legs for a long time. It's a quick it's a quick hit, but hey, yeah. two chains. Are you talking about the eight ball jacket dude? Eight ball, yeah, legendary. Legendary, yeah. yeah. That guy's legendary, yeah. yeah he, he got he got like two months, but now if he did that, that that thing getting two days. Like it, viral viral retention rates are much smaller. But yeah, that's no, all right. it is. That's it's true. gonna it's gonna help the Bow Wow Millennial Tour sales possibly. Bow Wow names gets trendy. Jay gets her moment. AEW and Khan get their pop culture relevancy again. I mean, I, they just brought out Fabulous. They had Rick Rawls. I mean, it just is in their DNA. And I mean. Uh, I'm gonna call you Marcellus. Damien, uh, you the same thing. You talking about is he on the men's roster doing it? Swerve is doing it, and why it's cool why it happened. You quickly forgot just because we're not even talking about Swerve in general with all his social media posts. We're talking about his impending feud with Keith Lee, but not him himself. Yeah, he's got the podcast. He has all these random people on. He claims to be a mogul. Is he? What? No. Okay. No. And I love Shane Strickland's work, but no. Mm. Let's talk mm. about Survivor Series, folks. Thank um, God. And the, and the big thing about it is uh, the war games. The war games. Oh, I was going to say the big thing is there's no elimination matches, but yes, you are right. <laughs> <laughs> um, that the does war game. Bug me. <laughs> I want at least one war game. I mean, a Survivor Series match, damn it, in the mix. <laughs> I just thought about me, that. Me and Will are purists about that. So it's like, yeah, we need at least one. We need it, the Conquistadors to make a, a, a comeback. Just, just are, like. are they and are they are they not going to tweet the war games uh 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 rules so that it is elimination within it? No, no, it's regular war games. There's no, there's, never, there's, no, there's nothing survivor series about this survivor series. It's been over the survival cage. I I did not realize that. There was not a Survivor Series match in it. I, I did yeah, not. See, I, my original thought was like you had um Judgment Day sitting right there, and I figured mm-hmm. they'd do something with Judgment Day and the OC that the that OC. would be a Survivor Series match. And nope, not happening. So uh, it is what it is. As someone who likes Survivor Series, it's like I just wanted at least one Survivor Series match on the other card, but instead we're getting two war games. So mm. there you go. Um, but yeah, we we do, we got the women's and men's match. Uh, from the women's side, Bianca Belair, Lessa Bliss, Oscar, Mia Yim, and a mystery opponent against Damage Control, Nikki Cross, Rhea Ripley. Um, mm-hmm. on the men's side, you have the Ball and Brutes, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens versus the Bloodline. Um, I, I guess the first thing to start off with, and I and I and and if you all have even thought this deep, any predictions on who that fifth person is going to be on the women's side? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the show happening? Boston. Uh-huh. That's There's no, no way. You know what people are There's hoping. No way. People There's, are hoping. There is no way. 
I've heard three names floating around. Sasha, mm -hmm. Becky, Beth Phoenix to counter mm -hmm. to counter Rhea. Those are the three I've been hearing the most chatter about. Uh -huh. So mm -hmm. would I like to see any of those three? Sure. I feel bad for Candice LeRae if that was the fifth person because everybody would get so hyped up for Sasha or for Becky. Yeah. And it's Candice. So yeah. Candice would get the Rey Mysterio at number 30 in the Rumble reaction. <laughs> so that would that would not be good for her. Becky yeah. would be okay. She'd be able to weather it. Because she right? was supposed to feud with damage control too. Remember that little yeah. face-off at the end of the yeah, SummerSlam match? Yeah. And also Rhea tried to like still her whole swag with her hair and everything. Um, yeah. God, that would be very deflating if it is. So it's not Nikita Lyons then? No, unfortunately not. So <laughs> unless well, they throw us a real swerve. You never unless know. it's going to happen on January 6th. No, no, sir. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Noted. Noted. All right. Now, do you think now last night on Raw, Bianca said they would reveal it on Friday. Do you think they actually do that or they save it till Saturday for the actual show? Saturday. I think they save it. I don't think yeah. it happens on SmackDown. Yeah, no. Because also, is will, will SmackDown be live this week or is it taped early? Yeah, it's live. Okay. It's, it's live. live. God, man, this feels so bad. People don't even have time to let their food digest, man. They back to work <laughs> the next day. <laughs> <laughs> um, any assignment for the men's match? And what you think about, uh, obviously, we knew the butt line was going to be there. Actually, I always assumed the bloodline was going to be there, but there is a little bit. There, there was a small consensus that Roman Reigns wouldn't be in the War Games match for whatever reason. But I mean, you had the bloodline right there. Why not? Uh, but what do you think about their opponents, Drew, Kevin, and the Brawl and Brute? You like that whole tangent right there? Eh, not really. I, I'm I, in the meth department, uh, except for KO. Hopefully, you, say, you know. His, you say meth or meh? Meh, not meth. Okay, meh. cool. Okay, we're breaking wow. bad here. Uh, I'm hoping that KO's knee is okay enough to participate because last we heard it was a sprained knee and that typically keeps people out four to six weeks unless you got the John Cena, you know, recovery plan. So I think the only compelling thing in this war games is if the bloodline loses, how do they lose? Does Sammy cost Jay by accident? Does Jay knock out Sammy by accident? Is there a KO you know, tugging at Sammy's situation because they'll fight forever. Because the rest of it, here, here's the weird thing. I never thought I'd say this in 2022 with all the push behind Drew. Sheamus is more over than Drew. So yeah. Drew being in this match does absolutely nothing when he's been feuding with the fake Mortal Kombat character and Karrion Cross. So I don't care. I'm just caring about whether or not KO's knee holds up and how it ends, because I for, I foresee the bloodline losing, but is Jay going to take that pin or is KO going to take that pin? I mean, uh, Sammy, that's the only yeah. ones. Uh, that's the only thing I'm looking forward to in that match. That match centers around one person, and that's Sammy Zayn. He's going to be the key to that whole match and how the the finish goes down, and that'll be the next you know step in his story. Now, whether Kevin Owens is directly tied into it, I'm sure he'll be in some factor or another. I figure Kevin Owens has to come in last on the face side to let right. him rest his knee the whole match. And he is coming in bat up, you know, clean up at the end of the thing. But yeah, how things go down with Sammy and the Usos is going to be very interesting. It's so rare that we get to see the bloodline lose. I fear they got to lose this. This is the situation where they can eat a loss. Hell, you could even have Roman Reigns get pinned if you really want to make it interesting, since there's no title involved here. But 
they'll probably have a old Jay Uso probably involved in that because that's just the, the whole Sammy Uso's dynamic. I think is going to become front and center at the end, and then and then we're off to the races. Do we get Sammy and KO back together again? Do they stay under their thumb? Does he try to make it up to the bloodline? Where do we go from here? But that honorary Us status is going to be front and center on Saturday. Yeah. So the match itself, I'm just kind of like, eh, cause I haven't been a big fan of the NXT war games when they've done them. They've been a bit too much for me as far as like all the crap they get involved in them. But the storyline in this is what's going to be key. That's the thing. There's lots of storyline implications with mm. this match. That's where I'm at. Um, Drew, Sammy's being more over than Drew. I, I, you know, I, I, I like Drew. Uh, but I always underestimate how over he is until the crowd hits. He's just like, yeah, they still love him. Um, but that's an interesting take. I, to me, I think the biggest thing to think about here is merchandising. Mm. <laughs> like, there's a lot of things you don't want to mess up here. You got to keep the honorary Oost sales going. You got to keep those bloodline shirts off the shelves, coming off the shelves with all of them all together. Um yeah, this, that's just how I kind of look at it. KO, does he get a new shirt? Curse, of course he will. He always gets a new shirt for the yeah. occasion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, I just think about like, man, what the, what decision are they going to make that won't jeopardize merchandise sales? But I'm inside. I, I, I will. I agree. I'm much like a hardcore war games uh, fan from WCW days. The NXT ones have been okay, um, but I, I do want to. It's not the same. No. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to see what this one's going to feel like. Uh, I, you know, I just wish they'll just do the triple stack cage match at some point. You know, are we going to get that ever? Ever? That's all we what, need. What, the Tower and of Doom match? That, the, the ready to rumble cage. The ready yeah. to rumble cage. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I'm sure Wizardface isn't doing anything. Uh, he died and screamed, so I, I guess we can get him back David in the Arquette. match. Too. David Arquette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, 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 to keep it 100, like this card is, is kind of like whatever. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Sasha, I, I, I guess somebody in the world should care about this one. Not sure who. Um, and Bobby Lashley, Rollins, and Theory, I guess that's going to be a good match. We'll see. I think Theory has a lot to prove in this match because his relevancy has went out the door a little bit. Um, but, you know, I don't know. And then, yeah, I, I don't get this whole OC versus the Judgment Day being a singles match that i think that match is going to change potentially but we'll see to be a three but also th- maybe but rhea ripley and Mia young working two matches the, the, the night that's a little different so i don't know how they're going to do that if they do do that so i actually have a question that you're talking about you know seth rollins and judgment day etc if if memory serves me correct wasn't mustafa ali supposed to be the problem for seth rollins on Raw, when this all started, he yeah. got like a main event slot against Rollins, and he was going to be the problem. And all of a sudden, now he's being used as a throwing dummy by Lashley and Theory. What the hell happened in the span of like a two or three week span that Ali went from main event for a couple of Raws to getting his ass beat every day? What the hell happened? I don't doing know. something. He's still something. in their orbit. So I think he's still part of the story. He's got the Lana gimmick well of being be put through a Saturday. table every week kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> the Lana gimmick. Hey, she did win when it mattered, though, right? On a big stage. So I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't that know. Was just something that came to my head because I remember distinctly 
they were trying to push Ali against Rollins. Yeah. And then they turned Rollins' face, and then Ali became an afterthought. So yeah, you um, no words, man. I don't know. We'll have to see what that one happens. I really have no clue where they're gonna go. Um, anywho, uh, anything else about Survivor Series? Because I guess the, the 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 question here is that like the build towards it has been. Like I'm not gonna year. say the build's been bad, but when it actually was time to put pen on paper, looking at the card, it's just kind of still very just hmm, and and. The, the issue here is that Survivor Series has always been kind of stale over the last few years. So this was like a re a reamping effort to make it feel and, you know, appear to be different. I guess we have to talk about it next week to see if the execution worked, why it doesn't look good on paper. Will it be a Thursday night football game or will it actually be a primetime Monday nighter? And that is what I is hard to tell right now because I don't yeah, know. They, they- they clearly went into it with the idea that we're adding war games. That's all the focus. We're adding war games. Yeah, right. So now it's got to deliver that, that they put all their eggs in the basket of add war games to it. Yeah. So, all right, now we got to see. I mean, this will be the first main roster war games in yeah. WWE. So let's see what they do with it. I mean, I think that's all it really comes down to is if, if it'll they'll amp it up any from what the versions we saw on NXT with the yeah. bigger names in it. I mean, hell, Roman Reigns is going to be in a war games match. So, as far as star power goes, it can't get much bigger. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what the hell they do with it. I don't know if any more matches are going to happen here, but uh, for five matches, I, I feel like this card is going to breeze by too. That's one thing I am actually interested in. Like this is going to be just a Com- uh, this- coming off a five hour full gear. I welcome it. <laughs> it feels like a takeover and not really like a survivor Literally series. about to say that. Literally yeah. about to say that. And if that's the Triple H way, then I'm all for it. But we'll see what happens on the opposite end. Uh, gentlemen, anything else we need to cover here? News? Anything else to kind of fill in our last few minutes of this show? Because um, I think we're about ready to go eat some food. I'm not going to say turkey because that's not my thing, but I I'll <laughs> definitely will dismiss you all to enjoy that delicacy if that's what you enjoy. No, I, there I think is nothing the that thing, strikes my fancy. Yeah, honestly. I think the biggest thing is that, uh, fortunately, uh, it's, it's been a pretty expectedly slow week in wrestling, pretty by the numbers. Survivor Series is coming this weekend. Cool. Full gear happened. Cool. You know, let's just let's not have the internet melt down. Uh, you know, while people are traveling, for people being stuck at the airports over the weekend. And also, if you're in Buffalo, clean your damn car. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. you guys saw the video of this one pickup truck with seven feet of snow on its roof and one <laughs> small, like cruise ship sized porthole uh, with the driver's side thing. Clean your car. Don't be wow, that, guy. that is just okay. It, it's you know, like he literally is driving with his face out of the window <laughs> because safety first, folks. I mean, come, come on. on, don't don't be that guy. Clean your car. <laughs> Anything uh, left? I'm good. I'm good. Mm, mm. What? Oh, oh, okay. One one quick yes or no question. Will Io Shirai jump off with a garbage can? Oh, yes, absolutely, yes. Yes, she'll bring yes. that from NXT. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know what. I know what. I I know. I know we're not big on New Japan, uh, but we did get two big newsworthy things that came out of it. <laughs> Russell Kingdom news. I know we'll talk about that down the line. Uh, but how are you all feeling about this integration of stardom and New Japan, and and, and now uh, formerly known as Kyrie Sane, Kyrie Hujo, Hyjo? 
Um, Hojo. Hojo is uh, your first ever women's IWGP women's champion. champion. Mm-hmm. Um, it did get significant amount of buzz, but, you know, time zones and whatnot makes that a little bit, yeah. you know. Uh, but we, we we think about this. Like, they're, they're now taking a focus in their women's division, exposure to it. It, w- it was like a featured attraction. They had a show before, but now everything is moving forward to kind of uh, adding some equality to this. Is, is, is it is it is it worth I ain't gonna say it's worth our time. Is it now? Is it now the beginning of where we should start focusing on what they're doing over there? No. I mean, well, I and, need to and, see more first. I yeah, need to I see mean, more. If you if you need a reason to watch, then it's probably not for you, because Stardom's already been a thing, and New Japan yeah. has already been a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't this cross pollination isn't going to be the reason why you suddenly are going to be up at three in the morning watching shows. Also, also personally. DDT and um, Tokyo Joshi Pro does it better. Um, they have a better integration between men and women, uh, you know, in, in both directions. Uh, and, and I think it's a better overall product. That's just my personal opinion on it. But that doesn't detract people from watching Stardom or New Japan or the crossover show. Uh, if you wanted to watch it, you've watched it already. And if you don't, there's nothing that you need to get into. Because especially in Japan, where there are other intergender promotions anyway doing a thing there's already other motion uh, promotions with mixed rosters with freelance wrestlers if you're a fan of japanese wrestling this isn't a big deal i think making Kyrie the first champion may catch a couple of wwe fans to potentially tune into another alternative of wrestling if not watching at three in the morning at least watching the clips online because some people don't even know that Kyrie Sane is no longer Kyrie Sane, and now she's back to being Kyrie Hojo. So someone would be like, "Oh wow, a WWE girl won the title." If it gets <laughs> some eyes on it, fine. But she, it's it's almost like using a celebrity as the first one, like Jericho winning the inaugural AEW. hundred percent. You're to banking bring, on the to, name. To banking yep. on the name. So that that's really what this is. Uh, is it going to get me to watch more New Japan? No, because I like my sleep. But at the same token, like like Jamal said, DDT and Joshi Pro, long standing, have been doing this better than New Japan probably could ever think of doing this. So yeah. it's not going to change much, if anything. Mm. Okay. Now, if we see a, a New Japan, uh, you know, WWE, some kind of cross pollination there, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. And then arguably should happen. It would be, you know, really good on both ends. But realistically, it, it, the the idea that they're having a thing doesn't really matter.